0: Is God's goal for human beings to only bring them happiness? Many would say yes, but we need to make a distinction on when God is going to bring about human happiness and joy. That's what we'll be discussing today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hello, welcome to Christ Culture and Coffee today. I'm your host, Robbie Lashua, and I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Hurley. What's up, Tyler? Hey, yeah, we're really excited to get back
1: with our series on the problem of evil.
0: Yes, last week we looked at where evil originated, and we came to the stunning and sad conclusion that we're the problem. Human beings (laughs) are the issue, right? All the way back to Adam and Eve, we brought about... Evil, in, in moral evil, as we hurt yes. each other as human beings, and also natural evil in the broken world that we have created. Yeah, and we are the issue. We are the issue. Well, today we're going to get into more of the logical problem of evil, but before we get into the content, we want to remind you to join our Facebook group. Go on mm-hmm. Facebook, type in Christ Culture and Coffee, and you can join our exclusive <coughs> Christ Culture and Coffee uh, Insiders group, where we're putting out exclusive content, there's dialogue, people are chiming in on episodes we're interacting with people it's a really good place to get in and uh, and interact also we'd love for you to join our Instagram account we'd love for you to uh, follow us on there as we're putting up polls and we're putting up uh, uh, coffee tips and ways that you can uh, chime in and give us your opinions on what you're drinking on what you're reading on what scripture God is using to speak mm-hmm. to your heart uh, just a really cool way to interact with us and uh, without listening to us. Because when when you're listening to us, you just have to hear what we're saying. We don't get to hear what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. And And we'd like to. And you know what,
1: too? If you want to do more than just listen to us, if you get a Access into this insiders group, we are going to be coming out with video content, and yes, eventually you will be seeing our
0: faces. You say, eventually, they'll see our faces. I say, unfortunately, you're going to be seeing, our unfortunately, faces. No, I'm just <laughs> people love video and we got to do it. So, yeah, that, that will be
1: coming. <laughs> I love that people love it.
0: So, we got to do it. But it's a- anytime, okay, listen, when I listen yeah. to people on podcasts or on mm-hmm. radio for a long time, I get like an image in my head of what they look like, and then when I see them. They don't look oh, like yeah. the image I have. It no, always but, ruins it a little bit. Yeah, quickly. that happens to me too. I I'm afraid like... of that happening with our listeners.
1: Or if you're or if you read a book by an author and they, you're uh-huh. thinking, Do uh, you have a, a picture in your mind of what they look like? And then yeah. you go Google them later and you're like, What?
0: The what heck? that's I'm... what they look like? Yeah, that's their what voice they look doesn't fit like. with their face. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> gonna happen to us, man. I know. Yeah, people yeah. Are, there's gonna be some people who go, Oh man, I thought these guys were a lot uglier than they really are. And then there's gonna be other people that go, Man, I thought these guys were a lot better looking than they are. <laughs> there's gonna be people who think, Oh, they're taller than I thought. They're shorter than I thought oh they're this it's gonna be crazy yeah Tyler some some people might think you have dreadlocks (laughs) you know some people might think I have blonde hair who knows man I don't know I don't know so listen if you're a listener out there pretty soon you're gonna be seeing pictures of us and videos Mm -hmm. of us and uh I'm a little afraid of it. It's okay. Honest, you know yeah. what? Just
1: you, you, so, you may want to refrain from your children from seeing these. Uh, yeah, the, or, shield or, or, their or, eyes. Yeah, yeah from it's the, gonna the be, horrors it's, that be <laughs> place before them. But it's going to uh, be amazing. So it's good.
0: Yeah, but get on the uh, we, uh, may, man. Maybe this isn't a good endorsement to be an insider. Maybe this right. Is more, yeah, this is. <laughs> we're pushing you all away. And yeah, so no don't joke. don't look at it. <laughs> Please go become an insider. It's going to be great. We're just painting a really dire picture. I'm sorry yeah, about man. that. Well, let's get into the content for today. Um, So we're going to talk about the logical problem of evil, and this um, actually uh, gets brought up a lot. I've seen Mm, this in so many different manifestations um, from different authors, uh, in different TV shows. I heard this not too long ago on a a blog post, um, a a YouTube video I saw it. Um, This is a common, common objection to God's existence. Mm. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to show that Evil's existence proves that a god doesn't exist. And so this uh, – one, one of the most popular um, quotes uh, of this comes from David Hume. Uh, he was a uh, philosopher. Mm. Uh, he, he kind of came up with modern-day empiricism, saying the only way we can know things is through our five senses. Okay. And I always wanted to ask right. him the question, how do you know that? Did you smell it? Well yeah that's Did you what taste you think that idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's dumb no we, he knows that through thinking he knows that through uh, mental capabilities So uh, David Hume arg- his, his argument goes like this. he said, is God willing to prevent evil but not able? then he is impotent. Is he able but not willing? then hmm. he is malevolent. Is he both able and willing? Then why does evil exist? Okay, so so this is the question being asked. If God is all good or all loving mm-hmm. and he is all powerful, evil shouldn't exist. Because you could have a God who's super loving, but he's not very powerful. So he wants to do something about human suffering and evil, but he's mm. not powerful enough to do it. Yeah, no, that right? makes
1: sense. He's trying to basically just break it down and say, look, if, this, if, if he is loving— then uh, why would there be evil? Because otherwise— And an
0: answer would be he's not powerful enough to stop
1: it. Yeah, meaning God doesn't exist.
0: Well, meaning— Well, that's yeah, kind of what or, he's Well well God, God, to. Yeah, well, well this, is, this is the argument where he's getting to. So n- step number one. Well, right, you right. You could right. have a God who's loving, all loving, but he's not powerful enough to stop evil, so it exists. Or you could have a God who's super powerful mm, but not yes. loving at all and doesn't mm. care to stop it. But right, if you yeah. Christians are saying God is all-powerful and he's all-loving, which is what we say, yes, yes. then why does evil exist? Right, Therefore, right. your
1: God, the Christian God, doesn't exist. That's what he's saying. Your God doesn't exist. Does One that of your, make sense? Yes. Yeah, that, the Christian absolutely. God can't
0: exist because of evil's existence. So he's attacking God's existence based on evil's existence. So either God is all-loving and good but not powerful— Or he's all-powerful, but he's not all-loving. So he either would like to stop it, but he can't. Or he could stop it, but he doesn't care to because he's a jerk, right? Mm -hmm. But if he's both all-powerful and all-loving, evil would not exist. That's the argument, right? Yeah. That's what Hume's saying. So we're going to talk about that today. But there's a second argument that kind of goes into this. People will say, God is the creator of all things. Which I would say yes, right? Yeah, right. Evil is a thing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, God created evil. Oh yeah, and I've we say that. no, God didn't create evil, right? Well, but He's the creator of all things. So we we are gonna talk through and and answer these objections to uh, the Christian God's existence. But before we do that, we kind of want to get into. What evil is? Because the key to yeah. this is defining what evil is. Yeah,
1: and so I, I think a good example of someone who talked about this and kind of defined what evil is um, is Augustine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Augustine, he he was a, uh, a theologian that <laughs> lived uh, around um, three fifty four to four thirty A.D. And he had a lot to say. He he wrote lots, lots, and lots of uh, things things in writings on the problem of evil. And Mm -hmm. something that was really interesting that he said, I I specifically like these comments that he made, was where he said, Augustine made the case that everything that has been good, and evil has no positive nature, but the loss of good has received the name evil. And so basically he says that evil is the absence of good, right? And and, in the same way you could think of it as like, think of it as like light and darkness, darkness being the absence
0: of light. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, darkness. So, is darkness a thing in the world yeah. itself? Or is darkness what we call the absence of light.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so so darkness isn't a substance, it's the absence of a substance. Yes. And that, that's exactly what good and evil is. Evil is the absence of good in the same way
0: that darkness is the absence of light. Yeah, a shadow is the absence, is the blockage of the sun. It's yeah, the blockage yeah, of, of course. Light. Yeah, well, and, and that's what's interesting because when you ask somebody what is evil, you, you make them define what's evil, they'll mm-hmm. point to examples of evil. They'll say, well, cancer yeah, is evil. We'll say cancer is uh, – yes, it's, it's, a, um, it's an example of evil. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about exactly what is evil, what is it in and of itself, mm-hmm. you have to get to a point of defining it as it's, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. It's the lack of good. It's, it's yeah, it's the shadow of the light.
1: Yeah, that's like seeing uh, someone asking you, what is darkness? And you're saying, oh, it's in the back of my shed when the door is closed. Uh, exactly. No, that's like just an example. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's like, e- yeah. Exactly. They're examples, but that's so not defining what darkness
0: is. What evil is is a, is a big deal when it comes to this argument. Yes, and so evil is the absence or of good or corruption of good. Well, now, Tyler, before right. we go on, let's think about this. Last week we talked about Adam and Eve. Right, yeah. So how was their action evil in this type of description of evil? Well, it was the lack of what God had in store for them, yeah. right? It was a lack of obedience. It was the lack of obedience, yep. It wasn't doing what God, uh what the good had instructed. Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: It, it was dehumanizing of them, in fact, because they were withdrawing from what they were supposed to be doing, which is taking... The good out of creation, right? Yep. He, they they disobeyed God. That was taking out of what He had. Uh, that's something
0: lacking in good. Turning from the good, right? Right. Yeah. And that's what Isaiah fifty three six talks about, right? right? All we like sheep have gone astray. We've yes. turned from good towards a lack of it, and that's, yeah, that's what right. that's that's what evil is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so some something too. I. I have another quote here. This is from, from Augustine as well. He said, "...for when the will abandons what is above itself and turns to what is lower, it becomes evil, not because that is evil to which it turns, but because the turning itself is
0: wicked." Yeah, and that's right. exactly what Adam and Eve did.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They turned away from what is good, and that's that's the evil act in yep. itself. That's what's
0: wicked. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because was, was biting into the fruit the act or was the decision to turn against God – it was the yeah, evil, right? Yeah, it was the decision, yeah, because yeah. the thing is that there, there wasn't any magic or, like, curse
1: in, uh, like, in the sense of the fruit, literally. No, like, uh, this it isn't was,
0: Snow White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: And, and then uh, it was really, it was about God telling his creation to do something and then them not doing it, and that's yep. an example of it, yeah. And
0: turning from and disobeying the ultimate perfection of good Yeah, is that is Evil. Was evil, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, evil is not
1: a thing in and of itself. It's the lack of good. And like, like just like we said, like a shadow – is not a thing in itself in light. It, it is the lack of light. That's so, exactly mm-hmm. right.
0: So think about it when it comes to us as human beings. God is a giver of substance. He gave yeah, life. Yeah. He gave animals. He gave, And what what is sin ultimately doing? It's it's dehumanizing and it's taking mm-hmm. away from that good and it's bringing death. And
1: it's bringing death.
0: Yes. So think about this. What is death?
1: Death is destruction. It's the end of God's uh, of the way things were intended. Like it's yeah uh, for human
0: yeah. For a human being, death is the lack of life. Yeah, well, yeah, that's... Death can only be described... In regards to the As positive the lack of, of life. life. Because without life, you don't have death. A thing has to have been alive mm-hmm. in order for death to occur. Yeah. It's similar. Right. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It so, does. So evil, like you were saying, is not a thing in and of itself. It's the lack of good. It's the lack of what was supposed to be.
1: Yeah. Like, just like we said earlier that um, choosing it, evil is a lack of good or like turning yep. away from the good. Mm-hmm. Uh, death is turning away
0: from life. It's taking away... From the life. Right? From the life. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. So now that we know the definition of evil, um, how do we answer these arguments against God? Well, I'm going to answer the second argument that we proposed, and Tyler's going to answer the first argument. So you remember um, mm-hmm. the, the second argument that, that we talked about was God is the creator of all things, evil is a thing, therefore, yes. God created evil. Right? Yes. Now, you hear people say this. So they would say, he's responsible for it. Because if he created all things, then that means he made all the bad things, too. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. So here's how we can argue this. And Augustine argued this way. All things that God created are good. Where do we get that Mm -hmm. idea from? From Genesis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every time he creates something and God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. Mm -hmm. He can't create evil because it's a lack of himself.
1: With right, our definition
0: right. of evil. Does that make sense? It's taking like, away from himself. He can't away. He take can't, away from that. Yeah. He can't not be who he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is a big deal. So all things God created are good. Mm-hmm. Evil is not good. Therefore, evil was not created by God. That's kind yeah. of an interesting um, argument. I like, like, yeah, I like that one from Augustine. It's, it's good. He mm-hmm. can't create evil because the, the things that God creates are only good. Yeah, that's right. Now, he proposed a second argument that I think is even better. Yeah, yeah. And it, so we, it goes like mm-hmm. this God created everything, which we would say, yes. John 1 3 talks about this, right? All things came into existence through him. And, and without him, not one thing came into existence that has been made. Right? right. Jesus was in creation, God was creating all things. So, number one, God created everything. Premise number two, God did not create evil conclusion therefore evil is not a thing hmm. and that's exactly what we're saying the definition of yep. evil is the lack of good it's the corruption of what should be yeah so God did not create evil because evil is not a thing it's the corruption of the thing yeah, yeah. does this make sense like that's a big deal so people can't charge God with creating evil yeah, because right. evil is a lack of of the substance yeah, and it's you, the lack of the good
1: yeah and do you ever notice too we can't um we can't produce darkness do you know what i mean by that like we can yeah. like like we haven't figured out How to make a dark light? You know what I mean. And what I mean by that is like, like, uh, like instead of a flashlight. You know how a flashlight works, where you shoot a laser of Mm -hmm. a beam of light and energy into a dark room. But you can't take a bright room and shoot darkness across it. It's not. It's not a substance. It's a lack of something. And in the same way, that's exactly what this is with (laughs) with evil. It's taken from God's character. It's taking away from His own creation,
0: from His own nature. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying here. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yes. Evil yeah, is yeah. not a thing. So I like that argument. So that is, God that is, is the creator of all things. Evil isn't a thing. That's mm-hmm. that's the problem with that premise where they say evil is a thing. No, it's not. Evil's the lack of a thing. Evil's the lack of the good. Evil's the lack of the perfect. Yeah, right. Therefore, God didn't create it. So what is it? It's when we turn from the good. Right. <laughs> when yeah, that's we good. bring about a corruption of what The substance is and is supposed to be. But this is also why we all know and recognize evil. Mm -hmm. We recognize it because we have a standard of what should be.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, you get further into that, and we can we can answer it in the logical way too, and answering the logical problem. Yeah, so so I was saying. answering
0: the the second objection that was brought up, the argument that God's yes. the creator of mm-hmm. all things, evil's a thing, therefore God created evil. Well, that's just not true because evil's not a thing. Right. But you're going to talk about David Hume. You remember he was arguing that is he all loving? Yes. Or is he all good? Because he can't be both. Or sorry, all loving or all powerful. But if he was both, he would eradicate evil. Right. That was right. Hume. Right. Argument. So, Tyler, what? How do we approach when people bring that argument up? Yeah,
1: right. And so, uh, the, like like he said, the, the assumption of those who make the argument against uh, against God here, this is the issue, is that they make an assumption against God that from the existence of evil, according to Hume's argument, is that God should intend and does intend to always make us happy, right? Like, like that's like saying that God's main purpose is happiness for us, which is true. We believe that, Mm -hmm. but, but we believe that God's ultimate goal for us is happiness. Not, not always to bring us that in the sense of this life. Yeah. yeah. In this life. Correct. So yeah, that's kind of Hume's underlying assumption. Yeah. That's that's what he's God
0: should, if he loved me and if he could stop it, he Mm -hmm. should stop it because making me happy should be his ultimate goal.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. And then, um, and so, so something that's interesting to think about, so he, he's saying that. His argument is saying that God is uh, being—if he is all-loving and all-good, but he is not all-powerful, right? With yep. this, um, Or all-powerful, um, but not all-loving or good, then he doesn't care to stop the evil. Yep. And if he was both— Uh, then evil would not exist. That's, yeah, that's That's the the argument, argument, right? So how do we
0: respond to that?
1: Yeah, right, yeah. And the problem with this... Is if human happiness was God's goal for us on this earth, yeah. then He's a miserable failure because yeah. uh, there's there's so much suffering
0: and pain on this earth. So, so and God, that's what that's what Hume's saying is yeah, He doesn't yeah. exist because look at what a failure He is, right? Yeah, that is what he's saying. But but the thing we'd we admit that too. We'd say if we that would. was what He was trying to do, He is a failure exactly. Because we all exactly. experience suffering.
1: Yeah, and so. The argument here is that God can't be all powerful and all loving while still allowing evil. That's what mm-hmm. Hume is arguing. But yeah. the thing is, is we know that there's a third option here. That what we believe is that God can be all powerful and all loving and still allow evil because it's not all loving if He doesn't allow it.
0: Yeah. If, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like if He has a reason, He can still be all powerful. Like he, He's setting up this false dilemma. He's saying it either has to be this. Or it has to be this. Yeah. And we're saying, yeah, there could be a third option, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like as a parent. Okay. Now let's think about this. Um, I've seen parents do this a lot. I remember reading a book one time where there was a kid and uh, he wanted to jump off the roof of his dad's house. I think this was in um, The Barbarian Way by Erwin McManus. I'm pretty sure. And so his kid's up on his roof and he says, dad, can I jump? And the dad's looking at him, and you know, he's he's kind of like on a first not not like two-story, but like on the on a balcony kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Do you think you can make it? And the mom's going, No, you can't let him jump. You know, he's you know, nine, ten-year-old boy. She's saying, Don't let that happen. And uh, Erwin looks at him and goes, Do you think you can make it to the grass? And the kid's like, I'm pretty sure I could. Dad, can I jump? Right? And the mom's saying, No, 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 don't do it. Cause she's thinking, Safety, right? I care about the kid. <laughs> yeah. And then the dad told the kid, yeah, jump. Now that, okay, what's going on here? The dad knows something bad could happen to the kid, mm-hmm. right? And I think the kid did break his arm. <laughs> so, so something bad could happen, right? So the dad's going to allow an evil to possibly occur, but mm-hmm. he really does love his kid, right? Yeah, right. But why would you do that? Well, he goes on to explain that he wanted to develop in his kid This idea of taking risks, especially when it comes to your faith, Mm, especially when it comes to what God's called you to do. So was he all loving? You know, was he a parent that loved and a parent that was powerful enough to tell him, no, you don't do that because I don't want you to break your arm? Sure. But he had a bigger idea. He He had a bigger focus than just not breaking your arm. That's a great example. He wanted to train him for later in life. And yeah. that is an option when it comes to God. He can be all powerful and all loving, and still allow evil to happen to us if He has a reason for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now we know we know that God wants to take care of the current cause of evil as well, and not not just the resulting evil.
0: Yeah, He doesn't right. just want to to cure cancer. Yeah, he wants right. to stop all evil. Right. He
1: wants to eradicate it completely. He, evil is not good. It's not. It's something that He doesn't want. But it's a lack. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean. I don't think too that that father really wanted his son to get hurt, but he's trying to teach him something in that. He's like, "Look, mm-hmm. look, if you do that, I'm I'm going to allow you to jump if you really want to. Yes. But even though you're going to hurt yourself, but there's something greater in mind that will come out of that pain. Yes, is I'm, because I'm teaching yeah. you
0: for a later day. So that's the right. question: Is mm-hmm. God allowing evil in our lives because it's training for later? Yeah. And right. I would say yes. And this is what we're going to talk with Clay Jones about um, on, on a future podcast um, about why does God let these things still happen and occur to Christians and non-Christians, right? Is mm. there purpose in this? And we would say there can be. So Hume's argument is kind of lame because it's a it's a false dilemma. He's, he, he's saying it either has to be this or this. Mm. And we're saying, no, there's other options here. Like that's that's too simplistic. Yeah, <laughs> and, and th-
1: there's this – yeah, and he, he just – he, with Hume's argument, he just keeps pre kind of presupposing that we believe differently about God, and like mm-hmm. that there can't be another
0: option. That logically, he has to be this way, right? Yeah, and that, like you said, uh, happiness is God's goal for our life. Yeah, which I don't think that's his goal for this life. No, yeah, I don't think so either. Now he wants us to be happy. Yeah, right? he wants in us this to have life, joy. He wants us yeah. to. He wants us to have more than happy. He he wants us to live in perfection. Yeah, he wants to eradicate all evil. And this is the thing that bugs me sometimes when people bring up these arguments against God, they'll say, well, evil exists. So God is heinous, you know, malevolent, horrible villain. Well, (laughs) a couple of things about that. First of all, he's not responsible for it. Mm -hmm. However, he is allowing it. But... He's also doing something to fix it. (laughs) No, that's right. People don't, it's like they forget that part of Christianity. (laughs) No, he's doing something to fix it. He literally came here, suffered and died in our place to fix it all. To fix, to fix all of it, to start with us, to, to to regenerate us, to change us into a new creation, and then eventually to renew all of creation back to the way it was intended to be. Right. So we don't have a God who's just sitting there looking at human evil and suffering and going, oh, tough on you. He literally came here to do something about it. No other worldview has anything like that. Mm. Like, and it's funny to me when the atheists bring this up, because what's their answer for evil? Because they obviously recognize it happens. Yeah. So when somebody dies of cancer, or somebody is murdered brutally, mm-hmm. what's their answer to it? Yeah, they do, They just say that that's the natural cause and effect. Like the universe just, yeah. is a cold, dark place, but they don't like it, right? Yeah. So they're mad at our God about it because they have nobody to be mad at in their own worldview. Yeah. But they know it's wrong, but they have no answer for it. That's the thing. I, I like to ask atheists that. Well, what's your what's your answer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because when you think about it, they're they're kind of You'll find this happen with a lot—now, um, not necessarily all, but with a lot that of atheists—that they will end up casting blame towards God when they mm-hmm. say—and they'll say that directly, too. But that's the irony in it,
0: is that they're atheists, right? They're mad at somebody they don't believe exists. Yeah. You know what, Tyler? Right. I've never in my life as an adult been extremely mad at leprechauns. <laughs> Why? Because I don't think they exist. I've ne- have you ever been very? Have you ever been disappointed in unicorns? Well,
1: I don't know. My little <laughs> My Little Pony isn't that impressive. But. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I
0: mean, that's the thing is, like, we don't get mad no, at fictitious characters because <laughs> no. they're not real. Yeah. And for some reason, atheists are really mad at a god they don't think is there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. You, you and now you just you tend to find that
1: that that's yeah. an issue a lot. Yeah. That it's like well. Uh, and then I like that you brought that up too, Robbie, is that the fact that Saying that the universe is a cold, dark place—that that's not an answer to it's the. It's not. It um, doesn't satisfy
0: any no, questions we have. about. It doesn't anything.
1: satisfy any of them either. No, that's it doesn't. The thing.
0: Yeah. No, it doesn't at all. So, yeah, I don't. That that argument is just—it's silly to me, um, because we have a God who wants to take care of it. He wants to eradicate all of it. He moved heaven and earth to come here in mm-hmm. order to do it. He's renovating everything. Um, he did all the work so that we can just trust in him, right? I mean, he—like, what else could the guy do? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> just come on like he's he's done it all and you're still upset with him because of the evil that we've created. You know, it's right. it's just silliness. Um, but God does have a good reason for allowing it, and that's what we're going to get into next week when we talk yes. with Clay Jones about um, about why God, what God's purposes are, and what He's doing through allowing evil to impact our life. But we did want to end this podcast. I, I wanted to kind of just add like a pastoral approach mm-hmm. when you're talking with people about evil. Um, most of the time, when when one of our friends or family members is going through a really difficult time. Right? The death of a child, uh, the diagnosis of cancer, uh, an accident that occurred that took the life of a loved one or a friend. Right, when we, when we go through these times of experiencing firsthand heinous evil, that's a mm-hmm. lack of the life God gave us, a lack of good. When people are going through crisis, the worst thing you can do is explain to them the logical problem of evil. Yeah. Now, now again, you're sitting there right. going, why did I listen to this podcast? I spent like a half hour <laughs> listening to this podcast. If You're telling me it's worthless.
1: Like the worst thing you can do is give these results. <laughs> <you know>? like, <laughs> yeah.
0: So th- this is what I want to explain. Um, when people are going through a hard time, we need to cry with them, right? We need mm-hmm. to empathize with them. We need to be there and listen with them, right? Romans twelve fifteen says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. We, we just need to be close to them. Um, not need to give them the answer now the logical problem of evil the the stuff we've talked about here it is a good answer right but when people are in crisis their problem isn't logic their problem's emotion Mm, right and we we, sometimes with apologetics um, people get so focused on argumentation and logic that they forget that human beings aren't just logic machines we have a heart, <laughs> we have emotion, yeah, we, right. have, we have joy and jubilation, but we also have despair and angst and depression and sadness, right? I mean, so we're not, we're not robots that you can just plug in the, the correct formula and, okay, we're fine. So when somebody's going through a crisis, you love them, you empathize with them, you tell them this is horrible, you tell them God, God hmm. doesn't want this evil. This makes God sad too. Yeah. Let's, let's cry this out together. Let's let's walk through this together. What do you need? What kind of support can I help you with? Um, but the logical problem of evil is helpful to know before you go through the crisis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not something to be brought up during the crisis. Yeah. Or, I mean,
1: you can maybe even share it after, but like, I'm talking yeah. like yeah. after the uh, emotional aspects of it are gone, like when you're in the crisis, exactly. you don't want to hear it. But afterwards. Maybe that's when you can start sharing that a bit, but it's it's good to have it engraved in you before the crisis occurs. Yes,
0: yes, because it can help you not to not experience um, harsh emotions. Yeah, you're going right. to you're going to go through suffering, but it can help you to to be anchored mm-hmm. in God's goodness and who He is and that He is fixing yeah. the problem. But when sometimes when people have you observed this, like people get weird when other people are suffering immensely and, and people feel awkward and they don't know what to say. And so they just spout off stupid platitudes yeah. that mean nothing. And, and it's more frustrating for people than if people would go, I have no idea what you're going through. Let me just give you a hug. <laughs> let me let you cry. Come to my house and vent. Like that's, that's where I want to help you. I'm not going to mm. tell you all the answers. No, nope, Just walk with Jesus. Everything's going to be good. I don't feel good right i feel hor- like why would you say that like oh god's god's just putting this in your life to refine you it's it's probably true <laughs> man it doesn't help comfort anybody when yeah. they're going through the death of a child or cancer or mm-hmm. so we we as christians we we have to remember that we're to love our neighbor not just give them logical arguments
1: yeah right no that's that's important and i'm thinking about too uh times in, in my life though where that for me, at least personally, and I don't know about for you, Robbie, but I, I've knowing this, I have gone through trials in my life and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> terrible like uh, um, circumstances where I just stay, or like any bad situation in my life where I've known this argument and I've known the logic behind God refining me through what I'm going through that, mm-hmm. through the evil, right? And that's helped me get through it because I knew it ahead of time. It yes. gave me comfort. In the pain, because I knew that God had a greater plan in store for me. Yes. However, had I had heard that for the first time in the middle of it, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't well, have
0: worked. You're not in a yeah. place, you're not in a frame of mind to receive no. that when yeah. you're going through emotional turmoil. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so it's just, that it's, is. it's, it's not the right tool for the job at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Um,
1: like, like just, just, as a, a brief example, I, I had a, I had a friend of mine who, mm-hmm. who died of cancer in high school, mm-hmm. and when that, when that happened, I, I knew ahead of time. I'm like, uh, God's, he's going to use this for something good to, to further his kingdom. Like, there's good that's going to come out of this. or are losing that, and yeah. now, now it's not good. Death yeah. is not good, and we talked about that too in our last uh, podcast. Is death in cancer? Like that's not good. That's terrible. Yeah. But having this of knowing that, like this information instilled in me of like God is use, going to use this. Uh, it, like, but it, knowing that beforehand and having that engraved, it gives a sense of peace and assurance in knowing there's something greater in store. Yeah,
0: and yeah. And, and this is true. God, right? right? The scripture says that that um, God will um, take evil, right? And all forms of it that he can't cause, but we've caused, we've brought about, and yeah. he'll he'll make all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Right. That's true. Mm. But you know what really frustrates me? Mm. When people say things like, Well God has a plan. All right. Well yeah. th- this is just God's plan. Uh no <laughs> I'm pretty sure he told us that death isn't the plan he oh, yeah. had. Right. He can't inflict it. So the 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 appropriate response when teenagers die of cancer yeah. is this isn't what God wanted right um, we ruined the world mm-hmm. and as a result we're experiencing this horrible horrible consequence of choosing to disobey God but God didn't want this God didn't plan on God didn't create God didn't intend now He allows right. But that's a different thing. Well, this I guess this is just God's plan. No, it's not. Mm. He hates this. He hurts more than we do when this stuff goes on because it's not how things are supposed to be. It's the upside-down world, right? Yeah, it's, right. its its It's completely backwards from how it's supposed to be. And so um, people often will say those types of things. Well, I guess it's just God's plan. His plan was for nobody to die. Mm. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> yeah. And we right. wrecked it, right? Now, he allowed us to wreck it. He could have stopped it and made us all robots that had no freedom. Um, so there's there's purpose, and there's there's um, good that will be brought about through this tough time. Mm. But yeah, God's plan is to fix things. God's plan yeah. is no more death, no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness. And uh, I'm excited about the day of getting to that.
1: Yeah, that's that's going to be just so great. Just knowing, too, that, uh, as we talked about in the last podcast again, too, that are, He's going to restore this life and Mm -hmm. I mean this earth and he's going to renew us entirely as
0: a creation where there won't be any more pain or suffering and I look forward to that day. I do too. Well thanks for listening today. Now we don't want to leave you hanging without a coffee tip. Right. Because this is Christ Culture and Coffee for crying out loud. We (laughs) will every episode give you a coffee tip. Yes. So this coffee tip for today is about um, how to brew... Uh, cold brew coffee, how to make cold brew coffee. Not just how to make it, but specifically oh, right. what types of beans you should use. I'm assuming how to make it well. Yeah, right? how to make yeah. it well. In the past we've talked about how to make it, right? And and basically cold brew coffee is just when you immerse ground coffee beans in water for 24 hours in room temperature or cold water um, and you let it kind of soak mm-hmm. in in that and then you take it out. The reason people do this is because uh, with hot with hot coffee, um, a lot of chemicals and acids are absorbed and, and um, released from the beans into the coffee that you drink. So when you do it with cold water or room temperature water, less chemical and less acids from the bean are released, mm-hmm. which makes uh, cold brew coffee coffee, um, lower in acidity, and a much smoother beverage to drink. Right. So yeah. that's one of the reasons people love it, because oh man, there's no acidity in this, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the milder nature of cold brew coffees, you can taste different uh, regions of coffee better in cold brew than you can in hot coffee. Yeah. So if you want to try out different coffee beans from around the world, your best method of doing that is with cold brew coffee. And so I just want to let you know about kind of the, f- the flavor profiles of different beans from different parts mm. of the world. So you could try this out with your cold brew coffee. So <clears throat> more traditional coffee that's a little bit milder in taste uh, comes from Colombia or Brazil. South American coffee mm. uh, has Uh, flavors of nuts and cocoa. That's the kind of Mm -hmm. flavor profile you get from South American coffee. So uh, if you want to taste that, use a cold brew method of brewing it. But then get some African coffees like Ethiopian or Kenyan coffees because these coffees have more of a flavor profile of being um, berry-like or floral. That makes sense. I I had the
1: coffee beans that you brought back from Rwanda. Those were Yeah, those were nuts. They were were. (laughs) so
0: good, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a difference with the the African are generally more floral or Mm berry-like. The South American are more nutty and uh, cocoa-y. Um, but if you want um, a, a different flavor profile, get like Sumatran coffee because that kind of coffee has a, a, a spice and like an earthiness flavor to it. Mm, okay. And again, if you make it hot, you can tell it you can tell a difference. But if you make cold brew with these different coffees from different parts of the world, you can totally taste a huge difference. Yeah, I want to try that. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's a fun experiment to do. And then see what you like best, right? Say, yeah. nah, when it comes to cold brew, you know, I, I like the African or I like the South American better flavor profile. Um, it's kind of, you know, subjective up to everyone's taste. But this is a good way to go about discovering what type of cold brew you think's best. Mm, and then you good. can make it at home. And yeah, it's so, so That's a good. really so, good tip. Yeah, I think yeah. it's cool. I think, it, I think it's a pretty cool tip. So cool. there you go. The coffee tip of the day. Yes. Well, no, of the week. Of the week. That's of the true. episode. We should say coffee well, tip of the Well, it's still today. So I guess
1: it's the coffee tip. Tip today.
0: for today. Yeah. For,
1: whenever you're listening,
0: it's probably today
1: at that point. Less, yeah. Unless,
0: you listen to multiple episodes. Some people of one listen day. at night. I've seen that on the on the statistics. Okay, so. so this
1: is your. If that's the case, then this is your coffee tip for tonight. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, well, anyway, thanks right. so much for being with us today on Christ Culture and Coffee. We are um, really excited to to talk about this series on the problem of evil. Listen, make sure to tune in next week because mm. we are having a special guest on. We are having Dr. Clay Jones. From Biola University, on uh, he literally wrote the book on why God allows yeah. evil. He's my mentor. He's one of my professors. Um, you are going to love hearing the discussion we have with him about why God is allowing evil in our lives and the purpose behind it. Ooh.
1: Yeah, so make sure you listen to that. You don't want to miss it. But then also follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages as we discussed in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, we'll keep updating you on anything else that's going to be happening in the, in the future. We're going to also be posting a bio of Clay Jones where you can go to his website and you can read up on his blogs. Uh, also read up on his own books that yes. he's, he's published. That, that would be awesome if you could do that and support him. Uh, He is a brilliant, brilliant
0: guy. We're really excited to have him on the show next week. Yep. Make sure you tune in. Well, thanks again for listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. And we will be back next week with Dr. Clay Jones. Thanks for listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.